Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Sharp as a pencil. Are you ready? I'm sharp as a pencil right now, people. You better buckle up. But pencils have all different. That's don't. Sharpness. That's don't. You're focusing on I'm the wrong thing. That's not the right energy. Okay, folks. Okay. Let me let me tell y'all something. This is another Danville Q and A, and that stands for question and answer. And we love doing oh, these. Oh, okay. I don't know. Actually, does it? Qu- I thought it was question in autumn. Oh, I thought, I thought it was quails and ants. Months. But a u n t s. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of a birds of a quails feather. Quails and ants monthly. We have lost so many followers <laughs> already. So many listeners off the bat. The first thirty seconds. We lost listeners, and then they went and unfollowed. Our moms stopped losing this one. Um, so this is a fun. We love doing these episodes. We've done a few of these. We're trying to kind of drop these inter, um, intermittently, a little more, like kind of a little more, get in the groove of us. Which again, guys, if you know anything about us, we are the least qualified people to answer these questions. But maybe yeah. it just brings to light some really great questions. We're we're dads <laughs> only in the technical sense, <laughs> only in the only like we have to be these because we made decisions. Um, but these are good, and I'm going to warn you. Um, I haven't read through mine. Have you? I, I printed mine out like a responsible adult, but I yeah. haven't read through them yet. So I don't I don't know what's coming yeah. here. Yeah. Um. I I only know them in as much as I type them out. Which I oh, wish, you typed them all. Out. I should have copy pasted, but wow. it's a whole long conversation. Um, so we're gonna come in hot. We're gonna come in eight to the O double T. Um, with we're just let you ready to start. Yeah, this is sorry. I was just thinking like, how can I H to the zero triple T? I don't know. What would the millennials do? Gosh, you ask me that all the time. The Gen Z, the millennials, are they Gen Zs? Um, what's a twenty year old now? Um, Are they millennials? I don't think so. I don't so. know what that... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Listen, guys. We're, we're already stuck. That's the first question. We already don't know what it is. Okay. That was not an official question. These are just our questions. Just, we don't even know. <laughs> we don't even have answers to our own questions. Okay. So let's let's start. Let's come in in okay. H to the O double T. Julie Arama. I want to say Arama. Arame? Julie Aram. Aroma? Oh. Uh, Photo Cinema asks this, and we're, I told you we're coming out. How old were you when you gave the birds and the bees talk? When I gave the talk? Yeah. As a parent. As uh, a dad. Well, I don't... We... Well, first I, off... I, she probably is asking how the kids are, right? Surely it doesn't matter how we are. Yeah, well, I, we could do both, I suppose. <laughs> it could be really I feel like... The, and this is a big, this is a big shift. Because, <laughs> because I feel like when I was... When we were growing up, it was a singular talk. Now I feel like the the consensus is, is it's yes. not a talk. Yes, let's get that out of I love the zeitgeist. That. I love that. It, it's it's just like continual, you know, talks. That's that's. I'm proud of you right now. Thank that's, you. There is a question later. You actually just I answered. would drop this mic, but it's you on should. a stand. Yeah, it's on a stand. You can push yeah. it down. Okay. Um, uh, one of the reasons that I wrote this down because I thought this could get us in trouble because it's a tricky thing was because I wanted I wanted to talk about that. Which you just nailed. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we both learned collectively in the yeah. last five years is that, you know, if you, if you, there's some great stuff that's being put out now and has been for a while. You know, we know, as you guys have heard David Thomas, who's been on, but mm-hmm. he and Sissy that's Goff. That's a great episode. Um, yeah. They, <laughs> they <laughs> complimented our own podcast. <laughs> 
Well, I feel like I can do that with the ones where <laughs> experts come in. That's true. That's fair. It's no, like, that's a great call. Yeah. That's a great call. Um, but one thing that they talk about, you know, you, you find, I think you find a lot of people in that space who are in the sort of uh, develop, developmental child brain maturity yeah. space that if that conversation comes up, they say exactly what you said, which yeah. is it's not a one-time talk. You knock it out and you move on to your life. You're, right. you're, it's an ongoing conversation. Um, we decided with Ben, actually, um, my oldest, we had that talk. I'd, it's been in the last six to nine months. So, you know, he was in, he was in the, he was eight going on yeah. nine, which is how age works. Um, that's how time works still. Right. I think at least with boys, I know that's how it works. <laughs> God, that really got me. You got me right in the tickle square. <laughs> Point John. Um, um I know that like. Luca is our oldest, and she is eight. And I know that Amy recently has has um, started talking to her about like uh, you know the boys kind of like boyfriend girlfriend. Like she doesn't you know she's not saying I have a boyfriend, but some girls at school have boyfriends you know, and, and they're just at the beginning of like even thinking about boys and like I don't even know why we're thinking about boys. Boys are starting to act a little different, yeah. you know that kind of a thing. So she has talked with Luca about how, like, yeah, yeah, it's fun to think about, you know, your friend Charles or whatever. Charles, yeah. that's a made-up name. Names yeah. have been replaced to protect the <laughs> people involved. Um, you know, which I think is really smart. Like, when I was a kid, it, it was the, the, the talk is all about sex, and it's sort of like the mechanics of it. And it happens once, and then Wait, it's sex, like— sex happens once? That's what my dad told oh, me. Oh no! That explains. So a lot, he's actually. never met Liv. Oh my god! And if he comes around, don't. Boy, there's gonna be some splanet <laughs> It's a one-time thing, son. What did I teach you? Um, you know, but but the you know, like kind of looking at it as more uh, a more global kind of thing, like not just the the physical that, act of yeah, it, but yeah. like all these other yeah. thoughts that they're having yeah. as they're having it. Throughout, you know, the year. I feel like we should do an episode on that. Like have someone in that would not us. No. Where they talk about this. No, the first half is us. Yeah. Kind of giving should all they, the advice. Should they give us the talk? <laughs> I feel like that may be the better episode. I, you know, the other thing that, that I think, so the two parts of this that I, I just wanted to address are one, what, what John said that's so true is that this is a conversation. But two, and the thing that I've found so much that the experts have to say is that your hope as a parent, when it comes to the birds and the bees, is that your kids see you as the expert. And so yeah, that's they, don't, they don't look at their friends or, you know, crazy Johnny with the, um, you know, the weird uh, mohawk and the crazy left eye. You know, they don't want to go to him going like, well, Johnny talks about this a lot. I want to ask him about it. Or what did, I heard this word. What does it mean? But instead right. they, they, they go, oh, dad. And I talk about this. So I'm, I heard a word. I want to, hey, Dad, what, I heard this word today. What does it mean? Or, you know, right, I, right. I have this weird feeling. What does that mean? Whatever. And so I think um, th- that's the thing I found a lot of the pros talk about is that, like, you know, your, your hope is that they would see you want, you know, as approachable, approachable in a way that they can always come to you. And you're the one that has the definitive say on what these things are. Right. You know, the yeah. emotions or the feelings or physically what's happening, whatever. And so if I think, they're coming to talk to you about it, that's a win already. It's a huge win. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, you know, um, Julie, uh, and she has a great second question. How do I get my seven-year-old to stop talking about poop all day? Just wondering. Have the birds and bees talk. 
with them. <laughs> they'll just stop talking. They'll just to you. stop talking. <laughs> yeah. That was that one was easy. I realized sadly, <laughs> as a forty two year old man, if I still want to make somebody laugh, most of the time there is a very easy get with the poop joke. So I don't know that that ever changes. Right. Well, you've kind of built a stand up career around that. My brand is very centric. Sturdy. Just, yes. Oh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Um, Mason McCool. I think we had a question from him last last I time. Know that name I remember that sounds name. familiar and cool. Uh, how do you overcome feelings of doubting yourself as a dad? In parentheses, if those even occur, <laughs> if yeah, those right. even occur. Oh man, do those ever occur? Um, how, do you say how you how do you overcome them? How do you come? How do you overcome feelings of doubting yourself as a dad? You know, here's me. Watch me shoot from the hip. That gives John time to think and have a better answer. I already um, got my answer. Oh, you do? Yeah, but go ahead. Okay, I'll um, refine it in my in my brain. I was I was like I was kind of stepping in the line of fire if you needed it, but I'll say I think a little bit of that, in my opinion, is is um, is thinking about it different than that because that is a guarantee. Yeah. So you're just gonna fail. So I think if you can go in. Being a little more like, oh, I'm gonna totally miff this a right. lot. Right. There's a little less like I gotta overcome the fact that I failed something and just go like, oh, like I fa-. I think too, you know, th- that that is a great opportunity for your children to see you apologize. I, I don't think there's if there's anything that Annie and I want to be in agreement with, I'm not kidding. One of the most paramount things that we talk about is apologizing our kids. Mm-hmm. Like we just really want to be able to say when we're wrong. And I think the great thing about being well acquainted with the idea that you're going to mess things up is this wonderful silver lining of knowing it's a chance for you to yeah. tell your kids that. Yeah, for sure. And so maybe, you know, that's one way to overcome it. But it does, it does stink. There's no way getting away from like, well, I really screwed that up, you know? Right. I mean, I, I think the doubting, I think things, things, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just tried to move my mic and I about decapitated my finger. What do you call that? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. We'll look that up. Thank we'll you. We'll put that to the bottom of the question. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I mean, I think for one, like you're just gonna have doubts. You're gonna doubt yourself. Give yourself a break because it means that you care. I mean, I yeah, it's great. I feel like I I've said this on this podcast before. I I lay in bed at night on a regular basis, feeling a little, on some level, some sense of disappointment with myself as a parent. And I don't know that I feel that even, you know, like as a musician, as a songwriter, I, I, I mean, I definitely feel it, but I don't feel it as much because as, as it should, parenting means more to me than those other things. Mm. You know, like yep. I'm not going to bed beating myself up as a songwriter as much as I am as a parent because it just means so much more to me. But something that uh, Stephen James said in his episode, which was kind of an expert, so I can say that it's such a great episode. We really knocked it out of the park on that one. We really listened well. (laughs) He said, I think it was him or David Thomas, you are the perfect parent for your kid. Which when he said that, it really kind of that concept really kind of like let my shoulders drop a little bit. Like yeah. I'm, I may not be like crushing it. I'm not going to, you know, knock this out of the park just to use that reference a second time in the same sentence. <laughs> I might not knock it out of the park every day, but no one is going to do this for these two girls better than me. Like no yeah, one's going to be great. their dad that's better great. than I'm yeah, going to be their dad. That's right. 
And to your point, which I think is great, I think it, I think apologizing to your kids and all like showing them that you can apologize and be vulnerable with them and also move on from it. Yeah. And not beat yourself up. Yeah, that's great. But for them to see the full arc of that kind of like, maybe you snap at them and you know, that doesn't feel great. And then you apologize for it and then you move on and then you're mm-hmm. playing and you're back to, you know, yeah, I think that's important. Yeah. That's great. That's so, great. Look at you, Johnny, Dave, you know, I've always got a million hot takes. I also have a podcast called Dave's five hot takes, but today's is pretty useful actually. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a first time for everything. Hey, now. Just kidding. Hey, I always now. appreciate your hot takes. And I appreciate you in general. Thank you. That's very kind. But you can thank me later for this hot take. Okay. And here it is. Buckle up. Okay, hot take. Your bank should work with you, not against you. I agree. A fiscally responsible yes. hot take? <laughs> Continue, please. Okay, gladly. Listen, have you heard of Chime? Chime is an award-winning app and debit card with no hidden fees or monthly minimums. Because after all, you earned your money. You deserve to keep it. Yeah. You know, banks sometimes can be the worst. Ugh, Let's the worst. be honest. Like overdraft fees. Ugh. Ugh. Well, guess what? Chime has the Spot Me program, which is a fee-free overdraft on up to $200 in debit purchases. It's like overdraft protection, but guess what? It's better, isn't it? It is. Wow. That is so great. Also, I see that there are no hidden fees or None. monthly minimums. Nope. Plus 38,000 fee-free ATMs with MoneyPass and Visa Plus Alliance. You can also save on autopilot. When you sign up for a Chime spending account, you can enroll in an optional savings account and grow your savings automatically with 0.5% annual percentage yield. 10 times the national average. Are we kidding? We're not kidding. No, I'm not. Not today. Join the millions on Chime today. Sign up. It takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. Apply now at Chime.com slash Dadville. That's Chime.com slash Dadville. Chime is a financial technology company. Banking services provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members of the FDIC. Eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Overdraft only applies to debit card purchases. Limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $200 by Chime. Early direct deposit depends on the payer. Out-of-network cash withdrawal fees apply. Third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Go to chime.com slash dadville for details. Boy, that, actually, that actually goes great with this next question, which is from Mlazimo. Mlazimo? Millisimo. M. Lazimo. Um, what have you changed about your dadding since starting the podcast? Oh, that's a great question. Isn't that good? I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is... I don't know that I've changed anything, but what I just said about uh, Stephen James, what he said on, in that great episode that we did, it's just kind of taken some of the weight off. I think I'm easier on myself a little bit. Oh, that's great. You know? Yeah. What do you think? I think you are too, for sure. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I think, I, I wish that I could be more um, articulate on what I've changed. I'll tell you what I think about a lot from the podcast is I find myself thinking a lot about being a student of the kids. You know, we talk about that a lot in here and uh-huh. these experts. I mean, Al Andrews, I think, really spoke to that, sort of like knowing your kid and really like yeah. f- each of them, which I think is a big deal because I think it's easy to sort of throw a ideology on all, all of your children and sort of go, this is going to work for everybody. Yeah, That's really helpful because I think if there is a temptation like, hey, this is how we parent kids and here's the blanket all over all three of ours, but instead right. going, no, like one kid's going to need something different than the other. Um, I, I do think about that a lot. Um, I also think a lot about how much me being healthy and knowing my story 
helps my kids a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, like knowing my ups and downs, things that trigger me, that don't trigger me, you know, things I'm trying to correct in my kids because they're broken in me, that kind yes, of stuff. Yes, that was a big one yeah, for me. That's that stuff I found. I, I don't know that I'm doing it better, but I think I think At least about you're it aware, yeah. <laughs> aware of it. Yeah, I do think that's one that I'm maybe a, a slightly better at. Um, in that Stephen James episode, I brought up when Luca was at school and I was like having a meeting the parents were having a meeting and the kids were outside playing and i was watching her and i was just my anxiety about her finding a friend and not playing by herself and he him pointing out like dude that's all you yeah that isn't luca is totally fine she was not worried about that at all yeah that's all you again that was another i feel like that was sort of the first time that that general concept was introduced to me of like hey a lot of the things that you're worried about for your kids are all well and intention for sure but but it's probably mostly your baggage yeah so just let them be their own people so an embarrassing quick funny story ben that shows you our stories and how we lay them over our kids ben went and got a haircut the other day and i don't know if there's anything more annoying and frustrating than getting little boys haircut at this age because you can't find under 40 bucks you might as well take them to a chainsaw dealership (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Over forty bucks, it's gonna be amazing. But you're like, I'm paying forty bucks 40 for a haircut. Bucks? For I a haircut. remember when I was a kid, there was $5. a place called Bo Ricks, and oh. it had was that French? <laughs> I don't know, Bo Ricks. No, it was B O. It was there was no B E A U. It had a giant in in the window. It was a huge. I feel like we eight. need to pause on Bo Ricks. Is that a guy's name? I don't know. See, it was always part of my town, so I never questioned because I could see it being French for like. A uh, rich man like Borish. Borish. Maybe, maybe, and maybe when they brought it to Central Indiana, they were like, "Look, we got to change it's the Bo spelling Ricks. here. Come on in here, John. People aren't gonna come. You want all of it cut or just a part of it? <laughs> just the sides and the <laughs> yeah. top. Now it's gonna be more if I do the whole thing. This is not how people in Central Indiana. <laughs> I was gonna sound. say it's nothing like this. Uh, there was an eight, a huge eight. Like eight dollars, because that—that's how much their haircuts yeah. cost. Mine eight was bucks. five. I mean, I'm a little older than you, so it's—I'm a little dated, but yeah, five bucks in Kosciuszko, Mississippi, for a haircut. Do you think there were two guys complaining about that at that time? Oh yeah, they were yeah. like, "You should go down just to—you'd get somebody to do it for free if you gave them some milk." You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Joe down there, he'd just get one of his—you uh, know—either a scythe from the yard or just get the butter knife and. He'd give you a, you know, a couple of swigs of whiskey and he'd get at you and <laughs> give him some of Bessie's latest milk. milk. And you guys were square and your head was also square at the end of it. But, you know, Bertha could never see real good. Um, uh, shoot, what were we talking about? I totally got lost. Uh, Ben's haircut. Oh, Ben's haircut. So, so anyway, takes him into this place. He just gets massacred. And and I found out later, which which helped me is. He told them to keep cutting his bangs shorter. And I don't know if he had seen Oasis documentary or I don't know what had happened. But so he comes home and I literally had a visceral reaction. Oh, man. And he pulls me over later. She's like, yeah, I don't know what happened, but it was a it was a complete cluster. Well, and what's funny is maybe there are some parents out there that will identify with this because Annie took both boys, Sam and Ben, 
Oh, that's right. So that's she a big was part with of the story. Sam. That's right. And she was, I, I should, she's going to be so mad. So Ben was that. all bad. So by she's himself. sitting with our four year old telling the lady, he came home, he looked great, you know, because yeah. Andy's like, all right, a little shorter. Okay, do this. Well, Ben comes home and it looks like he just walked through like a fan factory. And so <laughs> I'm like, okay, you just got to let this go, Dave. I style it the next two mornings going to, you'd think, I, you know, I worked for Vidal Sassoon, how much time I was spending. So finally I call a really good friend of mine, Chris Whipple here in Nashville. And I was like, Chris, can I just bring him over? And you fix it. And he's like, yes. And so that's me, though. Ben doesn't care. He's yeah. a nine-year-old kid. Like, right. you could shave a eight into his head, and he'd be like... You could shave Bo Ricks you could shave all <laughs> over his we head. We actually... Bo Ricks asked for an advertising thing with his hair. But <laughs> um, but so anyway, you know, these you do have these things that's where I'm like, saying. oh, that's me. Yeah. That's me. That's yeah. not... Ben doesn't care. Right. But, you know, it's a, it's a reality. Um, and I hope, I hope I have a feeling, I mean, I know this in Nashville, all of my guy friends feel this way. I texted, you know, all of my friends that have sons who are Ben's age and they were all like, oh, it's, it, this is one of the most frustrating things we deal with is trying to find somewhere that you can go in and either you don't have to stand there the whole time and be like, no, I'm like, what girl? Here's a nine-year-old boy go, no, the bang's short. And she's like, okay, chop. No, a little shorter chop. Right. I'm like, you know what else? He wants pizza all day. He wants to eat <laughs> ice cream every other minute. Is that a good... Okay, let's get to the next question. Do you have the next question? Uh, yeah, that okay. was a great question, though. Yeah, right? I yeah. thought so, too. Uh, okay, what do dads really want? This is from Stacy Busk. Busk. Borick. What did dad... <laughs> Borick's. Uh, what did dads really want for Father's Day? Oh, see. Mm. We're going to do a special Father's Day episode, yep. so we're going we're gonna to let that one just hang. We're going to put it on the shelf. Wait, yeah. And so, but we have a lot of wisdom on that one. We do. <laughs> we if do there's have a one lot. question we can answer, but I, w- I want to. I also want to say I got a lot of that question too. So people want to know. We will yep. get to it. We'll do it. We'll know. do an episode. We'll address that. You want to skip down to the next one? Uh, okay. How do I barbecue? Sorry, this is from Aaron Dekarlik. How do I barbecue if I'm not a dad? Do all dads like to fish? And if not, why don't you like fishing? Mm. How can dads prevent farmer's tans this summer? Mm. Uh, wow, there's a lot there. There is. I'll say on the farmer's tan, I was just talking with a friend about this. Because Amy, I was in the closet the other day changing, and Amy said to me, she was like, hey, you might want to keep an eye on your farmer's tan. Oh, my gosh. Because it's getting it's She getting said bad. that to you. Yeah. And I remember when I was a kid, my, I mean, my dad would, like, come to the pool maybe once a summer and like and get in the water. I mean it was like Christmas day when when your parents got in the water. And I just remember thinking like why doesn't he hang out at the pool more? Like take your shirt off. Like look at that. He's tan. like it is off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and now I'm like, yeah, I I, I kind of get it. I'm just I'm not just walking around with my shirt off all the time. How do you avoid a farmer's tan? Any, I don't any know. time that you're driving, listeners, and you see a dad that shouldn't have his shirt off cut in the yard, that's a man who knows I'm avoiding a farmer's tan. Yeah. But it's really, can't, at this point, I already have a pretty substantial farmer's tan. And I kind of feel like, well, there's no, I, I, I've lost the battle already. Yeah. Like, I would have to really devote some time. I'd have to set aside the month of June to even this out. It's that bad. Is that because you're tennis playing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You give up some things, you get other things. That's the way yeah. it goes. It's a push and pull. It is. You know? Yeah. And it's just, I think it's just not that high of a priority. Yeah. You know? Well, maybe till now, now that people are asking questions about it. 
I can't, I'm guessing that this person is asking because they have seen and I, my I can't, and, and I can't speak to fishing. I enjoy it. It's not one of my favorite things, so that's sadly not something I can speak to. What I've was the first part I've of the question? I've never caught a fish in my life. You ever fought a kish? What's the first question? First part? How, how do I barbecue if I'm Bar- not a dad? That you, I mean, technically you can't. Right. By the laws you, well, you of this land. Just out of respect. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And I'm sorry to kind of lay down the gauntlet <laughs> you, on that you one. You leave but... that to us. <laughs> Please. Oh, that got me. Um, so on the next one, here we go. Here we go. This is good. This is buckle up because there could be some tears on this one. Drummer, drummer JM7 says, if you could take one trait, talent, skill from your dad that you don't feel like you have and apply it to your life from now to the end of your life, what would it be and why? How about that mm. one? Man, that's a great one. I, and I'm gonna if if I can, I'm gonna speak for drummer JM, and, I, and he's probably not gonna appreciate that. But I think let's keep it trait, talent, skill, and not like really because that's not what he's asking. He's not asking like even my dad knew scripture, which he does. But like right. you know, it's not that he's saying yeah. like what's the what's the thing he can do? Oh, I know mine right off the. Bat. Oh yeah, yours is yeah okay. So my dad is. I mean, we're, we're both musicians. He's a great sax player and great bass player. Um, so we, he has that side of his brain, but he also, I can call him at any hour of the night and give him any random scenario that involves any kind of machinery or electronics. It's really uncanny. And he will know, he'll know exactly what to it do. is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it blows my mind. There's the best example was one time uh I had just we had some issue at our house, some plumbing issue. I hired I called a guy, the guy came and he's like, "All right, this is what we need to do. I'll I'll come back tomorrow with a crew or something, I don't know." And it's going to be 800 some bucks. And so, later that day, I was talking to my dad. I just happened to be talking to him on the phone. Not I didn't call him because of this. And I mentioned that to him. I was like, oh, we got this plumbing thing, and you know they have to reroute the pipe to the other side of the house. That As sounds his ears like a, perk. I imagine him just closing his eyes and shaking his head <laughs> because he's probably taught me all this before. And he said to me, he was like, John, call the plumber and cancel it. Go to Lowe's or Home Depot. Get this, this, this. It'll cost you $18. And here's what you need to do. And I swear, I remember getting the receipt and it was like $19.10. I mean, and I did the thing. And so he, my dad definitely, I, I wish I had his brain for engineering. Yeah. You know, I think mine's is mine. My answer is very similar to that. My, my dad just doesn't fear going, I don't know, let's figure it out. Uh, when it yeah. comes to sort of yeah. like home maintenance or anything in that world, he's very like, I don't know, let's just, Poke around and see what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. I do not have that. I'm terrified of, like, breaking, putting a hole in the wall I can never fix. Right. It, you know, I really respect his sort of, like, let's figure it out. Let's just yeah. break stuff until we figure it out, and then we'll fix the stuff, you know? Let's just break stuff till it's fixed. I mean, <laughs> oh, wait, that's, actually the, that's actually the Barnes Crest. That's on the Barnes Crest. Um, but I, I love that about him. He's He's very kind of, like, optimistically... 
Adventurous. Adventurous, yeah. Well yeah. said. Well said. Man, that that is a really great question. That that maybe should be one that we add to the podcast. You know, life's starting to feel like it's getting back to normal. Yeah, I mean, I'm back to dreading leaving the house, so it feels about right. It's about right, yeah. <laughs> but the good news is, taking care of your mental health is easier now than it's ever been with Talkspace. When they say mental health is a journey, they mean it. That's why it's important to prioritize mental health and wellness every day. When you work on yourself, it brings positive changes in all areas of your life. The long-term effects of therapy can give you the tools to deal with challenges as they arise, strengthen your relationships, and give you a more positive outlook on life. There's no better time to invest in yourself than right now. Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform that has thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. Your therapist can help you set and achieve your goals. Talkspace is also affordable. It's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. Instead of waiting on an appointment, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7 and they'll engage with you daily, five days a week. Talkspace is secure and private using the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information and complying with the latest HIPAA regulations. As a listener of Dadville, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure you use the code Dadville to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Dadville and Talkspace.com. Okay, the next three questions look like they are all the same. One one is not a question. It just says latte art. Mm-hmm. And then one says definitely dad latte art. Mm-hmm. And then the other, the third says, can Dave also make latte art? And does that just kick in after having kids? Um, <clears throat> so for those of you who follow me on Instagram, obviously you've seen my skills. Mm. You've seen what I can do. <laughs> you see, you've seen what I'm capable of. And, and at the same time, what you're incapable of and what right. you can't do. It's what both. I can't do. It's either. Or. I know my boundaries. Yes. And I push them. You do. You know, you always do. Um, to be completely honest, I, uh, if you don't know what we're referring to, I, I occasionally do latte art and I, I put those in hard quotes. There's like <laughs> six sets of quotes around latte art because I am terrible at it. And I have no idea how people do latte art. That's my answer. To that. I, I think that may be more true for everybody. And they just go, look at what I did. And then you go, oh, well, that's a, like you're at some really bougie coffee shop. And you're like, this guy's killer latte art. And he's on the other side. Like, I never know. I'm not meaning to do anything. I didn't know. But it's beautiful because anything you see, be like, oh, my gosh, it's Winston Churchill. <laughs> and he's like, totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's but even a, like the little flowers or the leaf or whatever yeah, no, the, the people it, the do. The heart is a pro move. And then like right. the little, anything that has a pattern, like a defined pattern. I'm always, yeah. you'll get I mean, there, you though. can get on like YouTube and, and watch people just making them. And it's kind of zen-like. How hard do you feel like our great granddads are rolling their eyes in their graves right now? Oh, yeah. My, my papa is up in heaven <laughs> drinking straight black coffee. <laughs> Just rolling his eyes so hard. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god! I'll show you a haircut. Um, okay, uh, colored by Kells. That's a really sweet little handle. Mm-hmm. Something you've never imagined you would say as a dad, but when it came out of your mouth, it just felt right. Oh man, mine has got to be something about like 
stop, you know, writing on the wall with your poo. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, or something with someone's private part. You know what I mean? Like, don't yeah, yeah, put yeah. that there or right. don't grab this of theirs. Yeah. And then you sort of have a moment after you say, like, yeah, I definitely just said that in a completely like a normal scenario, yeah. like just a normal voice. Right. Yeah. There, I wish I, I had written down like some verbatim quotes, yeah. but yeah, there's definitely, there've definitely been some times that you're like, well, then where is the underwear? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of questions. I'll tell you, like, now that I'm thinking about it, there's a lot of times with like my boys, especially I'd be like, Hey bud, do, do you know you don't have underwear on? And he'd be like, ah, dang it. Shoot. Good call, dad. Yeah. Good call. And I'm like, just a thought, man. <laughs> Just a thought. Let's keep it all tight. And throw some pants on, too. Yeah. 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 Also, let's go back inside. <laughs> also, this place is closed. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, okay, next one. Is- oh, no. I, actually, I can answer this. Oh. You just you just triggered me. So, <laughs> we were going. <laughs> we were going. We were taking. <laughs> we were taking the kids to the UPS store. Over on White Bridge Road, and this is years ago. So you try to take them like once a year. I do. Just yeah. it's a ministry. Yep. And uh, and so we have Ben is young. Ben is like I don't know two or three. And so we get out of the car, and I'm walking with him up to the store. And and for those who aren't Nashvilleians, um, there's a like a at this little shopping center. There's like a row of of boxwood little or like little you know bushes that sort of like right so. You know, there's little openings to get under because it's outdoor little mall kind of thing. And you have to either walk through the thing or like go through the bushes. So, and the bushes are, you know, not even stomach high to me. Well, I, I think Ben's with me. I walk by two guys sitting there smoking on a smoke break right outside the UPS store, bushes, parking lot. I turn, I see that Ben has dropped his pants and he's peeing into the bushes, but not close enough that it edits out what he's doing. He's like a good two feet from the bushes, <laughs> peeing into the bushes, and these guys are smoking. And I remember so vividly, they're smoking, they kind of look over and they're like, yeah, and they keep smoking. And I think I had to say, Ben, would you please pull up your pants and stop peeing in the bushes outside the UPS store? And uh-huh. I thought, oh, there's a, there's a <laughs> sentence, there's a, there's a bunch of words I never thought I'd string yeah. together as a human. Yeah. But I like that the guys respected it. There was a real sense of like, God, I wish I could do that. I'd love to know, like, do it while you're young. You know, because Ben was feet away from a UPS store oh, where, yeah, yeah. where they had a, a restroom. Oh, yeah. You think he was thinking like, oh, I better do this quick or I'm going to have to pee inside. <laughs> I mean, no <laughs> doubt. He's like, I know how this goes. All right. Uh, Grace Lynn says, tips for... First time soon to be dads, aka my hubby. Heart. Um, look, Graceland, you need to tell your hubby to just scroll back to episode one. We got all kinds of Yeah, wisdom. we do. That's that's true. That's true. He Very needs true. to set aside he's got nine months yeah. to listen to all of them. Yeah, we 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 I feel like we nail that. We nail that answer. So next question. Um, was it harder? Was it a harder, sorry, transition? And I should say this is from Caller Elizabeth Drawings. Caller Elizabeth Drawings. Caller. Caller Elizabeth, please. Caller Elizabeth Drawings. I love to do drawings. Was it a harder transition going from no kids to one kid or one kid to two? Man, definitely one kid to two for me. Which I think you wouldn't expect. 
Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, tell me about that. Well, because Amy and I, we were mm-hmm. married for seven years when we had Luca. So it was like, it wasn't a surprise. We were like, you know, ready to start Wait, having kids. y'all were kids. married or you had Luca? What's that? It wasn't a surprise y'all were married or it wasn't a surprise y'all had Luca? <laughs> we, yeah, by that time, it took her seven years to kind of explain <laughs> what that meant <laughs> understand or, what she had committed to <laughs> yeah and so i kind of got a grip on that well the and common then, law of marriage thing really worked for you it did because and, and i wanted to wait on that yeah legally you know? be, yeah you're legally bound at that point i wanted to be married in every sense <laughs> and so so then when we had luca i just was so ready to have kids you know yeah yeah and it was it just kind of was this really great i mean amy i think would maybe have a different answer it was it was so much harder on her both times both kids but for me having luca it was just so great so peaceful like it, luca was born in december in indiana indianapolis and so like you know we're snowed in where it just was great. I just loved it. I didn't have a, you know, I didn't have to get up and go to an office in the morning, which was great. I wasn't touring at that time, so I could just be up all night watching Sports Center and like holding little Luca. I just I loved it. And then when Livy was born, Luca was two and a half, and it was way different having a newborn baby and also a little toddler running around. Yeah. Just a way different scenario. Yeah. So Yeah. It was just a harder transition. That what was, about you? I feel like, I feel the same. I mean, zero to, no, sorry. I feel the opposite. Okay. I feel the same in an opposite way. Gotcha. Um, zero to one for us was tough because yeah. Annie and I are both, you know, pretty um, strong-willed kind of types. And I think, I, I think honestly, we just didn't realize how much of a change it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um and it really sort of highlighted all these quirks in our personality types, you know, and we both really liked our independence, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it was like all of a sudden like, oh, yeah, you can't just go do stuff anymore. Like you can't just like, hey, the guys too. we, we were one of the first of our friend group that had kids. So uh-huh. I have FOMO so badly. And, you know, when when. And at that point, honestly, a lot of my friends were still not even married. So it was like I was getting calls like, dude, we're doing the fun thing with all the fun people in 10 minutes. And it was like, uh, well. So I think for us, that was tricky. Um, I felt like one to two for us was like you having Luca. It was like, well, we're already here. Let's just kind of add to the chaos, you know. But zero to one for us was a pretty gnarly shift. Um, Great. But, you know. It also. I think I was expecting the same uh, experience, you know, hmm. like when Luca was born, it was so great. I loved it so much. And so when Livy was born, I was, I was expecting round two of yeah, that. Right. Right. And it just right, was not right, like that right, at right. all. And we didn't, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I was, I mean, we, we had help, but you know, not, it was just, it was, you know, it's just, it's crazy. It's just such a weird yeah. kids at all. No matter what my dad did say something that I'll, I always laugh about, um, he said, when we had our third, he was like, yeah, three, three is twice as many as two when uh-huh. it comes to kids. I was like, yeah. that is the truth. I mean, yeah. it was, it was like, wow, here we go. Uh, fun, but you know, crazy. 
okay. So from Karen Hinson Art. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a round two on that. Karen Hinson Art. <laughs> Whatever name's Hinson Art. <laughs> Hinson Art. Uh, when are you and Dave going to tour together as oh, comedians? You. As talented as you both are as musicians, you're incredibly funny, too. I'm going to say that question just one more yeah, time. Yeah, say it. Kind of when put are you and Dave on. going to tour together as comedians? Mm. As talented as you both are as musicians, mm. you're incredibly funny, too. I'm not going to say I have a favorite listener. Of course. But, you know, if I, I we would, did. We would never say that. But just just as a passing thought, that is the best question we've ever been yeah, asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you. My answer to that is I would, I will never, that will never happen. <laughs> I'm never going to tour as a comedian, ever. Well, I think the closest we'll get is, you know, doing, doing. Just music. No, no, doing a podcast live. Oh, right, so right, So if right. you like, you know, if you like that, I do think hopefully someday we'll do this live and have guests and, you know. Yeah. But that's probably the closest you'll get to it for Johnny, for me. So Dave and I, last week or two weeks ago, we we played at this private event together where there actually was a comedian. It was like a, uh, like we come in, we play some music and there's a stand-up comedian. And so we were talking about stand-up comedy a lot. And I mean, just to me, getting up on stage with just a microphone and being funny it sounds like the most terrifying thing. Oh, yeah. And shout out to Andrew Stanley, by the way. Who, who, who was, was great. Com- yeah. He was hilarious. But so, yeah. uh, favorite question for sure. Yeah, from our favorite. Karen, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, I have done stand-up shows and stuff, and I really enjoy it, but I, I can't. But John's just too stubborn. He won't do it, even though he's one of the funniest people I know. Um, Jansen MC. MC Jansen in a hail. Uh, says, how do you make time for reading the Bible and other books that interest you? Um, I I will tell you something I feel like I learned maybe even in the last year is that that, and John, you're really good at this. I, I have a lot of respect for you about this, but I just think at some point you got to die to death that morning is the time. It's like, and that may mean you need to go to bed earlier, but that time before the kids get up, and, and I mean, you know, like we have friends whose kids get up in the early five, so that's a mm-hmm. little bit different than, you know, um, even kids get up at 6.37 where you can, get, you know, you can get up at sort of a reasonable time before they do. But I just finally had to go, look, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to, you know, have any personal time, prayer time, Bible time, book time, think time, you know, like you do, like mm-hmm. meditation time. Um, it's just going to have to be before the day gets started. And yeah. so I think once I kind of died that death and was like, this is just what it is, it's really been wonderful. I mean, I, I know you do that too. Um, but it really did take a, a while for me to be like, well, no, I can maybe at this point, or maybe if I drop them off and come home. And I was just like, it ain't happening. So I think I just had to go, this is just going to have to happen really early or, yeah. or, or, or before everybody gets up. Yeah. And then, you know. Which you're kind of at the mercy of your, of your kids. Yeah. As you are with, a lot of things, but yeah, I, thankfully I like to get up early and I'm, and I'm in a rhythm now. There was, there was a long time where, um, and I've said this before on here, you know, one of, one of the few bits of advice that I would give a new dad is you just hold loosely to whatever yeah, your plans right, are. Right. 
So there are, there were many mornings where I would want to get up at six and I'd want to have an hour before anybody gets up and the girls might be up at 545, which is really rare, but where they might get up at 615 and then everything I was going to do just doesn't really happen. Now, thankfully, we're in, we're in a groove where I'll get up at 6, 6.15, I go and do my little yoga thing, meditation, and then, I mean, honestly, a tip for me that, that has helped me a lot is finding books, like I'm reading this Frederick Buechner book right now that oh, is amazing. Gosh. If it's you just guys a don't collection. know Frederick Buechner, he is He's so unbelievable. Good. And it's spelled weird. It's, yeah, it's B-E-U, yeah, you look it up. Uh I'm reading this book that is a collection of sermons that he's given. And I'm telling you, it, it, even if you're not a believer out there, it, it's, just, it's just a great, great uh, book. Um, but what's great about it is you're not, you're not like trying to chip away at a whole book and deciding when to stop and all that. You know, each sermon is, you know, three, four pages or something like that. And so that's been helpful for me. You know. And that's B-U-E-C-H-N-E-R. That's B-U-E-C-H-N-E-R, Frederick Buechner. He's amazing. He is, he is incredible. He's one of my favorite writers. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Rebecca Grahi says, Woo! You read my question last time, and I freaked out. Gosh, classic. Uh, you're welcome. Classic. Talk about some things that you do to support mental health. Of yourselves and your crew. Oh, and your crew while on the road. I see. Okay. Well, we may turn this to apply to that and also family time. Uh, I've personally only been on tour one time and it spent like three weeks on the bus and it seemed nearly impossible to make good choices. <laughs> Though I feel if anyone's got it figured out, it might be y'all. Johnny. Dave. You know what? We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day, like a daily vitamin. Oh, for sure. And Dave, listen, I'm going to tell you that ritual vitamins are a way better, more healthy supplement than your morning cheese puff routine that you've been doing. Okay. First, that hurts. Second, you are on friend probation. Okay. And third, admit, it's kind of fun. Like you get your cheese puffs and you just put them where your fingers were and you act like, oh, I'm a monster eating my own fingers. It is. It's incredible, right? Okay. Yeah, you're right. That's fun. <laughs> Thank you. But listen, Thank Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated to high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms that your body can actually use, Dave, unlike that cheesy powder. But how good is a cheesy powder? Um, really, no, you're right. I mean, it's vitamin for everything. Yep. Go on. Uh, shame me into being healthy. That's a cheap shot. It's the only way I get it. But the good news is I've been taking Ritual Multivitamin for a while now and it's becoming an addition to my morning routine. And I got to say, their minty tab of vitamin keeps the morning on track and ready to rumble to take on the day. Ritual is the multivitamin reimagined. Mm. A multivitamin should contain key nutrients and forms your body can actually use to help fill gaps in diet. Mm. No shady extras, Dave. Ritual's delayed release capsule design delivers high quality nutrients, including vitamin D3, in just two daily pills. Ritual is designed with your life stage in mind. Now available in women, men, and teens, Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Get key nutrients without the BS. And in Dadville, BS means bad, yeah, bad stuff. stuff. Just okay, bad everybody? Stuff. Yeah. Ritual is offering Dadville listeners 10% off during your first three months. Ooh. Visit ritual.com slash Dadville to start your ritual today. 
Get your morning ritual in check. That's ritual.com slash dadville. I feel like you, you've got this in a headlock. Like you, uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I think um, John has done much more like legitimate capital T touring than I have as far as like, you know, being on tours that are like, you know, like just longer tours. Yeah. Longer and more established. Like the groove is the groove. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you kind of know what every day is going to look like, uh, even though you're waking up in a different city, you know, you're on a bus and you're like, I think um, the little I know of that, I've done a little bit of it is I think a lot of it is about just trying to get a rhythm. It's yeah. like, and John, you know, you're, you can speak to that more, but um, I think it is about like every day trying to do a little bit of the same thing, no matter where you are. So if that's get up and you go to a coffee shop and you get some, then you read in the coffee shop, you know, put your headphones in and kind of have a little bit of your time or some semblance of um, continuity. Um, mm-hmm. That's a big deal. But you know, where that's not possible, it's hard, but I do think, I think a little bit of what keeps all of us sane is just some sense of like, this is kind of what I do every day Yeah, for some part of the day. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, two years ago, I went on one of the longer tours that I've been on. I was opening for this group called Two Cellos. And um, I think it was like a six week tour or something like that. And it was, I remember meeting with my counselor beforehand. And that's when I started meditating. He gave he he encouraged me to start meditating, kind of for this reason, for this mm. purpose. Like, I've I've never had so much time on my hands. Uh, and I, you know, I think what's tricky about touring is the combination of just having so much free time, and also your hours are just messed up. You're away from home. You're just you know you're 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 living in a rolling kitchen so you could just mm-hmm. stand in that kitchen on the on the bus and just you know eat yourself till you pass out eat till you pass out not eat yourself well in some ways you That are. was a combination of eat yourself to death and and eat till eat you till pass, pass out. out but i think you can emotionally eat yourself do you know what i mean <laughs> i digress <laughs> so yeah so that i'm basically just agreeing with everything you said i think that i i i mean i will say this like if we're talking specifically about being on the road it's just, it's like the road is such an intense thing where it's like if you don't like touring you're just really not going to like touring. Okay, I mean, we're we're going to take we're going to take a second and give a flyover because I think I'm sitting here thinking there's probably people who don't even know what that looks like. Yeah. And, and maybe from the yeah. outside they're going like you're on the road you're like doing the thing. But I think this there's so many iterations of a tour. And so right. you know th- there's what you and I know so well is like kind of your um you're in a van with the guys, girls, band, uh-huh. whatever. And that if you're doing that, you're traveling during the day. Yeah. So, so so your day is a little more eaten up. And that's when you've probably got headphones on and you're reading or you're, you know, on your phone. You know, you're kind of getting a, some semblance of sanity by even though you're on the or you're watching a movie, whatever. But but you're together. You're together. Yeah. Um, that's one way to do it. Another way to do it, like John is saying, is where you're on a bus. That's a much more sort of traditional, established. That's what probably, you know, 70% of the world, when they say they're touring, is they're yeah. doing it on buses, which you drive overnight, you know, you sleep in a bunk. And so when you get there to John's point, you have all this time. It's, it's, that's one of the most misunderstood things I think about touring is people, it, when you're touring on a bus, is that when you get to a place, you've literally got arguably 12 hours to kill. 
Oh yeah, and, and you're not mobile. I mean, you are thanks to Uber, you know, taxis right. or even yeah, if you bring a bike or something. Game. That's changed yeah. game. But um, you know, traditionally you're kind of like, oh, I'm at this venue. I'm in this parking lot in the city. I mean, if you're on a big tour like John has done, and I've done a few shows where like you roll up to a um, amphitheater that's usually right outside of town or fairgrounds that are right mm-hmm. outside. It's it's not the best part of town, so you're kind of stuck at this random. Right. venue so yeah. so it just gets tricky so it's like you um you know but but tours are interesting because they're just they can be a myriad of things you know some yeah. you'll excuse me you'll find like man i have tons of time like i know last few you did you were like man i've just got I, I literally have to prep myself for how much time i'm gonna have yeah some you know if it's your own tour and you're on a van or you're in flying you mm-hmm. know, it can just be really it can be really all over the place so i think um they all can be some weird, they're just different, you know, yeah. it's depending on what kind of you're, you're doing. And if you're opening or you're closing, which are two very different things. Yeah. And know. the tour that I was mentioning was in almost exclusively arenas. And so you would, you'd fall asleep on the bus and you wake up and you might not even think that you've moved, but you're in a different city, but you're in like the loading dock of. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, I can't think of a single arena. Banker's uh, Life Arena. There you that's go. That's in Indianapolis. Um, and it looks exactly the same as the one that you Last were just arena, in, yeah. but you're in a totally different city. And it all kind of, you, you kind of have this Groundhog Day kind of weird thing that can happen. So that's why, uh, you know, meditation, I think, was, I think was huge for me because I have never had, I was opening for them. So I was playing 30 minutes a night. And I, I never had to do any, I didn't have to move my gear. I didn't have to do anything. I was just, I worked 30 minutes a night and yeah. that was it. And yeah. 23 and a half hours, free time a day, it can be dicey. Yeah. So. Well said. But that's a good question. It is. That's a very good question. All right. So last question, we're going to wrap this thing up. Thank you guys for hanging. Uh, we got more questions. That means we'll do another Q&A, guys. That's right. <laughs> no, stop. I can hear all the applause. Okay, this is a fun one. And this is from an ex-Dadville guest. Oh, okay. The infamous, I didn't know if it was like an ex the tricky, girlfriend. the funny, the talented. He's got a new album out. Matt Carney asks the question. Oh, one of my favorite interviews. We that, crushed that it was. on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Matt was so fun. Oh, big shout out to MK. We love you. We love you, Maddie. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for making awesome music. Thanks for being an awesome guy. Um, he asked the question, favorite song the other one has written? Mm. Mm. And that, listen, I, this is really tricky. This is really tricky. I, I will tell you, I, the easiest way for me to answer this question is the first song that I remember hearing that John had written that still to this day I don't understand. And you know how I feel about this because I've mm-hmm. told you numerous times but john has a song called indiana that to me is like it's truly one of the best songs that i know so it, it's it's even cooler that i know john than he wrote it but uh the song That's is called indiana i'm not kidding kind. it is it is one of the i really genuinely put that up as one of the best songs i've ever heard in my life um it is just a spectacularly good song and what makes it so great to me and songs that always sort of demand and command my respect is when I I know I could never have written it. Like you could give me a hundred times to write that song. You could even give me like the first verse 
Uh, and be like, I even tell you the key. I'm not going to say the corporate. <laughs> and I would just never land it. I would never land. I remember listening to that song and, and like, it's just, there's nothing better when you hear a song the first time and just like time evaporates and you're just kind of in this weird cloud of like trying to understand the song. And I just remember getting done with it and going, I just wanted to stand up and clap. I wasn't even with you because <laughs> I was listening to, I was listening to the Indiana record, but I just remember thinking like, how did he do that? Like, what like how what just so confused but so for me and i still feel that way i mean you played that song two weeks ago when we did that um event and every time i hear it i'm just i'm as gobsmacked and i marvel at it as much as i did the first time mm. it's such a wonderful song thank you that's very kind and what if you just ended it all right guys you thank you so much <laughs> 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 um, I'm good, Dave. You good? <laughs> so my answer is 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 a little bit tricky. Like the first song that comes to my mind is the first song that I ever heard of you, and I actually heard it. Red meets blue. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's a Matt Wirtz song. Well, shout out to Matt Wirtz. <laughs> well, what's funny is that ties in because. Matt Wirtz and Dave Barnes were playing at Anderson University. I was a freshman, and I went to the show, but I went late for some reason. And so, but I didn't know, I only knew of Matt Wirtz because my buddy Luke Barrage, who uh, had played with Matt the summer before, knew Matt. So he's like, my friend Matt Wirtz is coming. So I just knew this guy, Matt Wirtz. I'd never seen a picture of him. I just knew some guy named Matt Wirtz is coming to play a show. So I walk into the concert. You're on stage playing Nothing Fancy. Oh, yeah. And I remember thinking, good gracious, that is a great song. I mean, to this day, I love this song. That event that we played two weeks ago or whenever, you didn't have that on the set list. And I can, I never, it always boggles my mind. I'm like, if you, if I wrote that song, I would, there would never be a time that I was on stage where I'm not playing that song. Yeah. Even if I'm not playing a concert, if I'm just like walking through a stage for some reason, I would still stop and figure out a way to play that song. But, and the only uh, asterisk is you've written a couple songs recently that are just really if you if you would look at my like most played songs i mean dreaming in electric blue is up there uh every time she falls in love which you just put out yeah two months ago yeah is up there and then your new one um lord ain't let me down lately that you just put out is I, those three are are really great so, so it's like do you go off of what i say is the answer or yeah, do you go yeah, off yeah. of yeah it's it's kind of like when people like give uh, a uh, this is a really random reference, but like people say what they eat during their diet or whatever, oh, yeah, like yeah. how they take care. Of, but then you can go and like check their trash over like the yeah. course of you know six months, and you're like, no, everybody's no, eating not. a lot of pizza, but no <laughs> one's saying that they're eating pizza. You know what I mean? If you check my like Spotify playlist, those three songs that I mentioned are played regularly. Well, I think my new, my, other than that one, I think of especially the new stuff, to me, Lost is that one mm. for me. I mean, that song is a pop monstrosity. It's so good. Thank you. Um, 
And what a great way to end this Q&A. Great way. Just an admiration of each other. Guys, this was fun. Thank you so much now for your question questions. Now it's question and admiration. <laughs> it changed. We yeah. read their questions and then we talk about our favorite songs. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun, I will say, lastly. It is fun to have people, some people send in music questions and I was like, we should answer those. I think those are you know, sort of fun to, to answer. So thank you guys for hanging. Thanks again for listening. And I hope if, if you didn't learn anything, at least hopefully you were amused. It was question and amusement. If you didn't learn anything, you weren't paying attention. <laughs> Bam. Bam.